0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the TF Cast. My name is Willis Stout, and uh, today we're recording from the Solarium. Uh, the date is uh, July twenty seventh.
1: And I'm your host Jacob Bases. Today with us we have Kendra and Carissa of Hot Dish Productions to talk about their upcoming production of Bonnie and Reed, a uh, musical story about two pirates. Nailed it. Um. All right. I think you could probably give us a little bit more information. So uh, how about uh, introduce yourselves and introduce the production, and then we have quite a bit to talk about.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, uh, I'm Carissa. As you said, this is Kendra. Um, We have a show in the Minnesota Fringe Festival this year called Bonnie and Reed. It is a musical about two pirates, two female pirates, two real-life female pirates that actually lived. Um, So we are telling their tale. We're doing a little bit of a take on... um, men telling female stories and telling it inaccurately at times and taking that story back. Mm -hmm. We're using sea shanties. Everyone loves a good sea shanty. That's Uh, our musical base, but we've done all new original arrangements for all of those. mm -hmm. Uh, It's a story of Anne Bonny and Mary Read. So... Yeah, consider it pitched. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: where did, where did the story uh, come from? I mean, how how did you come across this story, and uh, what like led to the concept?
2: Yeah, we have a podcast, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Um, and part of that podcast is talking about incredible women throughout history um some of them we may know about a lot of times it's stories that are completely new to us and one of my uh bad bitches was ann bonnie and that's honestly the first time i had heard of her and mary reed is very integrated into her story and as most things with us do (laughs) it became a joke as we were recording the podcast that this should be our next fringe show and we like to turn our jokes into reality so here we are here we are
1: um and the the fringe shows, how long have they been going on? Um and like how many playwright how long have you been a playwright?
3: Uh this is our second show that we have produced, written, directed, acted in, uh for the Minnesota Fringe Festival. The first one we did was in twenty nineteen. It was called Shisago the Musical. It was a parody of the musical Chicago <laughs> and we made it all Minnesota references. We had Paul Bunyan, we had I mean, uh it was Roxy and why can't I think of Velma Velma, yep 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 and uh they moved to Minnesota and chaos ensues and it did really (laughs) well did really well at the festival we got a couple of awards for that show which was incredible Uh for first-timers uh and so we're back doing it again
0: that's awesome so Mm -hmm. are these uh written each year in preparation for the festival so it's not a repeat thing yeah absolutely Uh, with, once the show is written, do you then um, bring it around or could you tour it around if you wanted to?
3: Yeah, we did a Mankato uh, version, not version, performance of Chisago. And that went really well. And we're hoping to do the same for Bonnie and Reed.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> I know nothing about the, the Fringe Festival. Um, could you just like fill me in a little bit because I'm
2: yeah, you nothing. <laughs> um, it's this really cool festival. Uh, they happen all over the world. Um But we have one here in Minnesota where artists can basically put on a show and do whatever they want. Um, Different Fringe festivals have different ways that they get artists. Some of them you have to submit your work and be accepted. Uh, The Minnesota Fringe Festival is a lottery. So you put in for the lottery and then they draw out however many spaces they have. I think there's... Close to 120. Yeah, I think 119 was the number I heard. Um, Different artists with different venues and different size spaces. And then you're basically given a space and five performance days. And you get to do with that whatever you want. Um, There are people like us that write musicals or straight plays. Some people will do adaptations of existing shows. Mm -hmm. There's dance. There's puppets. There's storytelling. There's experimental theater, improv. Circus. Yeah.
0: Wow.
3: I
2: mean there's I've seen burlesque, I've seen drag, basically anything you can think of, it's probably up there or has been before. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool opportunity. Yeah.
1: Sure.
0: What uh what inspired so had how how did you find out about the festival and then what was the like, oh this we gotta apply for this? Like we're we're we should do it.
3: Yeah. So Carissa and I met doing Merely Players Community Theater here in town. Uh, and one of our good friends, Travis Carpenter, has been a fringe performer for a long time. Fringe writer, director, all that. Uh, and we came up with the idea for Shisago at a karaoke night. It was, like Bonnie and Reed, a joke we were like, hey, let's take a uh, cell block tango from Chicago, make it Minnesota themed, call it Ice Block Tango. <laughs> and we told that to him, and he's like, you need to apply for Fringe. I think you have a show. Uh,
2: he had been trying to get us to apply for years. Yeah. And it was something about that idea. And literally, it was we had let's do cell block tango as Ice Block Tango. And I think we had three of the six. Yeah
3: word replacement changed and that's
2: all we had when we were like Mm. let's take it and run with it
3: yep and we (laughs) wrote that show in three days yeah it was over a weekend wow yeah it wrote itself which was pretty great yeah
0: well so writing a show sounds like a pretty massive undertaking for most people i think um you said you wrote that one in three days like what's the what's the process of writing a show like um or at least how you've you've done it up to this point
2: Um, for us, we typically start by like chunking it out, doing an overarching beginning, middle end, the standard, um, Shisago was a little weird because we were working with a structure that already existed it's um, kind of like a
0: remix more so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And people when they write parodies do all sorts of things, but we like to stay as close to the actual lyrics as we can. So mm-hmm. when we're writing like rhyming schemes, we try to stay as close to the actual lyrics as we can, which kind of made some challenges. Um so that <laughs> one was a little harder to kind of like puzzle piece together. But we generally come up with a, an overarching concept and then we like to lock ourselves away. Mm-hmm. Uh we typically rent an Airbnb or something and lock ourselves away for a weekend and And just see where the creative inspiration takes us.
3: Yeah. Bonnie and Reed took a little bit longer to write just because we had to do more research. We didn't have that structure that Mm -hmm. Shisago had. Uh, We knew we were going to deal with sea shanties. So we tackled those first. We figured out which songs we wanted to use, what songs could actually move the plot along and how they could move the plot along. And once we figured that out, it was just filling in dialogue to, you know, figure out any missing gaps.
2: This show was also kind of difficult because we only have 50 minutes.
3: Yes. And we're trying
2: to tell the story of Anne. We're trying to tell the story of Mary. And then we're trying to tell the story of them together. And it was a lot to cram into 50 minutes. And so figuring out how to do that without gaps or like weird jumps or like giving things the time it needed was, I think that was one of the biggest challenges of the show. For sure.
0: What can you uh, tell us as a little teaser about about those two women and why they were important enough to write a, write a show about.
3: You did the
2: podcast segment on Anne, so go ahead. (sighs) That's true. Well, (laughs) um, I mean, one of the biggest things is just just that they were female pirates. um, And that comes up in the show. A lot of, a lot of historians will tell you there's nothing remarkable about them, except for the fact that they were women. Um, I don't believe that's true. Um, Mary, Uh, dressed as a man to get by in a man's world for a while and was an incredible fighter. She was incredibly badass. She risked her life to save people she loved on multiple occasions. Um, Anne was very smart. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a story in the podcast, or there's a story in the show um, where an enemy ship approaches and, like, mass chaos ensues, and instead of fighting, Anne decides to take a mannequin, hack it apart, pour blood on it and stand over it with a machete to make it look like she has just dismembered a human being and they haven't touched anyone and it scares the ship away and, like, that's an actual story. Uh-huh. So, like, she is brilliant. She was also a brilliant fighter. Uh-huh. Um, and they were incredibly brave.
3: Yeah, they fought when no one else would, which is a big part of, of their story as well. Yeah.
0: Do you get a sense what uh, pirate life was like back then? Do, would, would someone get a sense from the show?
2: I mean, it's a musical, so it's probably a little more glamorous <laughs> than Pirate real Life really is. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I don't know. We asked all of our cast if after doing this show, they would want to be a pirate. If the opportunity arose, <laughs> would you be a pirate? And it was split pretty 50-50. There were some mm. that were like, no, hard pass. And there were others that were like, yep, sign me up. Oh. Absolutely. So... <laughs>
0: We we probably apply a little bit of a glamorous sheen to the, yeah, <laughs> the stories. Yeah,
2: yeah, we get to shower when it's done. Yeah, yeah true. They,
0: they probably didn't.
2: I, when yeah. we were doing the research as well, there were a lot of things that were like, yeah, actually, being a pirate's really boring. There's a lot of sitting around, a lot of ship mm-hmm. work. Yeah, we just like the exciting parts, so that's all we talk about.
1: Yeah. Mm. Sure. And earlier you were talking about how like these stories are often like told um, through the um, like lens of like the male perspective. Is Mm -hmm. that kind of like where that like, oh, they're not exceptional in any way except for that they're women. Um, Like, was that like a way that their stories like were gone about being not told in comparison to like the household name pirates that we have?
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. Um, And we touch on that in the show a little bit, not to spoil it, but that is, that line, um, there was nothing remarkable about their piratry other than they were, women. yeah, something along those lines, is in the show, that's a direct quote we pulled from one of the history books we were reading. Um, And Anne and Mary, not to spoil it, don't take that lightly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that's definitely, we've also, not to plug another pirate, but um, one of our early episodes, we talk about Jing Shi, who is the most badass pirate that has ever lived. Like I kid you not, she has, this is gonna sound horrible, killed more people than like all the other pirates combined. Her story (laughs) is incredible. We know of like Blackbeard and she, he's like a worm compared to her. And nobody knows about her Mm. because she's a woman and also honestly likely because she's Asian. Mm -hmm. And we just don't tell those stories or celebrate those stories as much as others.
0: Well, this sort, this sort of can bring us into uh, your podcast, which uh, you mentioned uh, features prominent women over history. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why don't you uh, yeah, give us a little intro on the podcast and then um, tell us how these kind of play together.
3: Yeah. Uh, So our podcast is called You Say Bitch Like It's a Bad Thing. Uh, It's comprised of two segments. The first segment, uh, we alternate every week, so we get a little taste of both. Uh, The first segment is our quote unquote bitching segment where we talk about, you know, injustices in the world, things that are making us mad that week, which recently has, you know, we haven't struggled coming up with (laughs) topics. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we talk about those, you know, a lot of things that. Go on in the world today are rooted in sexism and racism and misogyny. And we just kind of want to shed light on some of those things. Uh, and then the second half, we talk about incredible women that people may or may not know of uh, and who do incredible things and kind of shed light on them. So,
1: is, is, did, did you all meet through the podcast or are you longtime friends or just come through theater work?
2: We met in theater. Mm-hmm. So we've been friends for. Five, seven, I think it's seven years. I think it was, <laughs> it was 2015. It was 2015. So that's how we met. And um, we became very fast friends. Mm-hmm. And when the pandemic hit, we kind of lost our creative outlets because theaters were obviously closed. And we had joked about doing a podcast. And as we do, things we joke about.
1: Turn into. Yep. There you go. yeah There's
2: a theme. Yeah. So that's how that came about. Yeah.
3: And I think a podcast is something we both wanted to do for a long time. And so this was kind of the door opened for us to be able to do that. And we started out in our respective closets. We picked a closet in each of our houses for sound purposes, mm-hmm. recorded from there over video call. And now we can do it together, which is really fun. Yeah.
1: That was, that was actually my next question is how long has the podcast been going on and like just how much of it is there if our you know, audience wants to check it out?
3: yeah i think our first episodes dropped september of
2: 2020 yep yeah so almost two years yeah um we're at episode 87 ish Mm -hmm.
3: no way we
1: have like this we started our podcast at the same time and i think we have like literally (laughs) the same number of podcast episodes oh
3: twins (laughs)
0: this might be 88 right now we're I or think. Eighty yeah, nine. It's remember. one of those. It's it's basically the same. And there's it, if, if you look too
1: closely at our numbers, there's one that's missing. We just. Oh, <laughs> <see>. no. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, now
0: I'm gonna find it. <laughs> oh no! Some subset of people will know now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the ghost episode. We used to release episodes every week. Um, we don't anymore now that. I mean, the pandemic's not over, but world is getting slightly back to normal. We have mm-hmm. less time, so we're yeah. mm-hmm. we've moved to every other week. But mm-hmm. yeah.
0: What do you like best about uh, doing the podcast?
3: I love the research. Same. I really love learning about things that are going on, people in the world. I, I've learned so much doing this podcast. It's bananas.
2: Yeah. I think one of the main mm. reasons we started it was to educate ourselves. Um, there was a lot going on in 2020 when we mm-hmm. started and a lot of issues that we wanted to be able to do something about or know about or um, I at the time worked for a boss who would occasionally make comments that I didn't necessarily like and I wanted to be able to be knowledgeable enough to speak to those things and make a difference and I it was one of those things that like in my heart of hearts I was like I know this is wrong and I should do something about it Mm -hmm. but I didn't know enough to do anything about it and that's one thing this podcast has really done is taught me how to talk to people, just being knowledgeable on those things, mm-hmm. um, where to look for what to do when you're passionate about something. Yeah, that's my favorite part.
3: Yeah. I think
2: educating ourselves was
3: – I remember having a conversation at the beginning of, of us developing the podcast that even if nobody listens, we're learning something.
2: For sure. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Oh, and eventually, I mean, there's no way if you keep doing it that people won't listen. I mean, you know, it's just, it. it is what happens with podcasts. You know, mm-hmm. you continue and then eventually, I mean, there's some podcasts that shouldn't have people listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: there they are. We're not going to
3: talk about those.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome that you sort of used it as a tool for, um, uh, study or research or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah yeah self self-study we
2: we again when trying to find a topic um we're joking about like okay what do we like we run but we don't know enough about running to do a running podcast and who wants to (laughs) do a running podcast um and like we're like oh we like movies but there are plenty of movies we like true crime oh we like bitching (laughs) (laughs) you can't make a podcast out of bitching well (laughs) here we are we are. (laughs) we were like how do we make it productive yep 80 some episodes later. Yep.
1: Sure. Like what I can't imagine like what actually like going through and like, like I look into people when I produce this podcast yeah. and like mm-hmm. I try and find something I can direct our listeners to. Um, but like actually coming up with and like being able to like speak on and educate people on a topic that I learned about last week sounds terrifying to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, real, real kudos to you for that, and taking on a topic that—that's, I mean, it—it's wild the way things have gone recently. How how we've like rolled back to like, like nearly like just this like old school like kind of like well maybe sexism is
0: good yeah right yeah,
3: exactly yeah. we're like um excuse me <laughs> no no so, yeah. <sighs>
0: yeah does your podcast like to get into those uh, challenging topics?
3: Oh yes, absolutely we've had some some very hard hitting topics um some that affect us personally um but again it's good to talk about things like that it's good to you know pull back the veil um and see how it really affects people yeah
2: and it's scary sometimes too cuz we i mean right now our podcast episodes are like hour 15ish which is still longer than most podcasts are sorry yeah to those who listen or want to listen <laughs> but um and even when we started they were more like an hour and a half mm-hmm. um But even in, like, a 30-, 40-minute segment, like, you can't cover everything there is on all of those topics. And so I think it's a little scary that you're going to miss something or misrepresent something. But Mm. we would rather do the research, give it a shot, discuss it amongst ourselves, and then hopefully we like to guide people to other resources to do their own research if they're interested as well. So. Yeah, if you want some books that are gonna make you angry, <laughs> let me know. We've got some. We've got the book list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Full library.
1: <laughs> sure. Where where can people find it? Like if they just wanna check out the podcast
3: uh we have a website oh don't go to it it's we haven't we haven't updated it in (laughs) a long time according to the website we only have what 20 episodes yeah yeah it's been a while since we've we've updated that uh but we do have social media platforms facebook twitter instagram uh you say b podcast across all platforms
2: um and we are streaming on pretty much anywhere you find podcasts yeah Spotify iHeartRadio Apple yeah
0: are you two uh, avid podcast listeners yourself?
3: I was for a while. It's I go been through a, phases. It's okay. been a minute. I haven't really had time to actively listen, but...
0: So it wasn't like uh It wasn't like a, I do. I listen every day. I need to. We need to make one. It was more like ah, this, seem, this. I seems used like it. to. Yeah, okay, I used so to listen all the
3: time. It. Yeah, yeah. And when we were developing the podcast, we we pulled a list of the podcasts that we liked, and we were like, okay, we don't want to copy, but I like the way that this podcast did this thing, and this yeah. podcast did this thing, and if we can kind of combine our forces, we can come up with something really great.
0: Do, do you think that uh, you're... Your Process of working together on the podcast uh, makes it easier or better for working together for something like writing uh, play and why or why not?
3: I do. I don't want to speak for both of us, but I do. <laughs>
2: oh, I absolutely don't. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> no, I would agree. I think the more we work together, the more we learn each other's quirks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's always something you're going to have when you're working in a duo, especially on something creative yes. um, creative things are vulnerable and it can be really tricky to do that with a partner um, and so learning each other's quirks learning when the other person is getting like tired or frustrated yes can definitely be a thing yep ice cream mm. breaks help all the time
0: yeah nice oh <laughs> we even tried we that <laughs> yeah. I mean, Highly get,
1: suggest. We get, we get tired and frustrated we never had an ice cream yeah yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> highly suggest a mom and pop stop Ooh, that's yeah. our uh, yeah. that's our go-to
1: we're, right. we're 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 a burrito team.
3: Oh, <laughs> also a solid go. choice. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll add that for the we next should, time. We should, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we,
1: we, let, let's let's talk about um, some of like the the personal history with. Um, I didn't ask how either of you like originally got into theater um, or like what you know brought you into the performing arts or any of this really.
3: Yeah, uh, I've been a performer since birth, pretty much, if you ask my <laughs> parents. I've been performing since <laughs> I was born. Um, but I've done theater in high school. I sang in college. Um, and when I, I'm originally from St. Peter. I went to college up in Duluth, and I moved back to southern Minnesota for a while. And I was going through a pretty decent heartbreak. Yeah. Uh, and my mom was like, hey, Mirrorly Players is holding auditions for a show. You should do it. I was like, eh, well, fine. So I did. I got in. uh, That was the show before I met Carissa. um, And I'm very glad that I auditioned for that show. Mm.
0: Did you, uh, sorry to interrupt. Did you know you were going to, so you'd kind of gotten out of it from school. And then did you ever think you'd be back into theater and and performing?
3: I think I always knew deep down that I was a performer at heart. And that's what makes me happy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's no greater feeling than being on stage, and just like feeling the appreciation from the audience. Mm-hmm. It's there's there's nothing that the I thought hates. you were gonna
2: say. There's no greater feeling than applause. <laughs> I mean, there's <laughs> that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> You're not wrong. I know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cool.
0: Go
2: for it. Um, I also have been performing since I was a wee child my earliest memory of acting was in like second or third grade we did teacher from the black lagoon in class and my name got drawn to play the teacher and my mom was also my mom is amazing at making costumes and so she like decked me out and I was in the character and I was like I (laughs) <laughs> uh, and nothing ever changed since then. <laughs> I don't know if I knew I that before. about Probably you. not. Oh my gosh, it that's doesn't funny. come up very often. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've just always done theater. Mm-hmm. I think um, I'm a person with big emotions. We talk on the podcast about being empaths, and I think sometimes the world doesn't feel super friendly to being able to feel or share your emotions, and so. Being able to do that on stage through another character can be really cathartic. Yes. I think that's part of why I really like it. And then I think that's also why I love writing and creating because I can express things and feelings in like a more abstract way. Mm -hmm.
1: Like, Like a fight scene.
2: For
3: sure.
0: Yeah. I uh, like I, a fight
1: scene. I uh I I, I snooped the social media just sure. like a little bit so I saw that uh like the first day of fight scene choreography <laughs> and
2: Yeah, there's a lot of sword fights in this show. Yeah. Yeah. How,
1: how do you how do you go from not telling people how to sword fight <laughs> to like <laughs>
3: That is a great question. Uh neither of us are trained in fight choreography. Yeah. Uh so it was a lot of trial and error with uh not swords.
2: Yeah, we've both Have you done sword fights in No, shows? because
3: the one show Robin Hood was the only show that I was in that had
2: fight choreo and That's I was not, the queen. Shakespeare had fight choreo. Oh, Shakespeare did have fight choreo. No, I don't, I don't think, think you I did. did that. I've been in a show with fight choreo. I directed a show in high school with fight choreo, but I think our technical director did that because he was an adult and we were technically (laughs) children (laughs) oh sure um but yeah we did some research on youtube Mm -hmm. and then it was literally just grab something sword like and let's see what feels good what seems natural
3: yep there was a lot of okay if we were actually in a sword fight what would you do next yeah like we're here where do you go?
2: The trickiest one is we have one small part where Kendra is fighting two people. But mm-hmm. when we blocked it, it was just the two of us. <laughs> so <Yeah>. it was <laughs> like, okay, let's get you in this position. Someone's going to do this. Then what do you do? Okay, now if there was someone behind you and I'll run behind you, what would <laughs> I do and what would you do?
0: Uh,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But nice. one of our sword fights is set to music, which helped, mm. absolutely. I think, a lot because we both have done enough shows where we dance So combining the dance Mm. with the fight choreo was, I had a lot of fun
2: developing that. Yeah. Same. I think that's my favorite in the whole show. Yeah. Same.
0: That sounds, this just sounds awesome. I don't even (laughs) know what I was expecting. I can't, I, I
1: have over and over again, wanted to like sit down and like write even just like a script for like either radio drama or like something to, you know, make a, make a film piece out of. Mm -hmm. And the, Never have I felt more cute writer's block. I have nothing but admiration <laughs> <laughs> for what you do. So I'm like taking notes hard right now. Like I, it, I don't know. Like a, it just, I can't. There's something about the way that like dialogue actually happens, and then getting the point across, like in a way that um, makes sense to the audience. Because I I feel that all the time when I'm watching television. Now I feel like it's almost like. They're not talking to each other. They're like simultaneously addressing the audience in Absolutely. like a way that yep. that um you don't have to derive anything from the text. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a little bit annoying sometimes when shows spoon feed it to you that hard. Yeah. So when I'm writing, I don't want it to feel like that. Um,
2: we hate dialogue. Yeah. Um, yep. So why do we write, you ask? We don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's what was nice about Chisago is it was like 90% music and like... Probably a minute and a half total of dialogue. Yeah. Um, This one, not so much. (laughs) Not so much. (laughs) We timed all of the
3: songs just to kind of see where we were at after writing them. And we were like, cool, like 12 minutes of songs. What are we going to do with this 38-minute chunk that
1: we Uh, have to
2: fill somehow? So but yeah, fights. I feel that we struggle with that sometimes too, sure. for sure. Oh, yeah.
1: Are you? Do you do the musical arrangements on your own, or is that?
2: Yeah, I did the musical arrangements for this. Oh,
1: that's that's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. like, is that like the kind of thing that you like sit down with, like a some kind of like notation program, like Sibelius or something? And
2: yeah, um, I did a little bit with my keyboard at home, and then most of it I did with um, I found a free program called Flat. Highly suggest. Um, that's like a sheet music software, and I just plugged away to see what sounds good. And, yeah. And it does. Thank you. It sounds
3: amazing. All of the songs. Hearing everyone sing, like, Wellerman for the first time, I got goosebumps. Like, full-body goosebumps. I was like, this is fantastic.
1: Are there musicians accompanying, or is it a backing track?
3: It's
2: acapella. Acapella.
0: Oh, cool. Cool. We
2: said, go big or go home. Yep. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're out there on the on the boat, I suppose. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's also, the space we're in is kind of tricky. Um, last year we used backing tracks, and it's really hard to balance that with the vocals. Yeah, because we're not mic'd. No. Mm. So we really wanted to stay away from backing tracks, and um, we love musicians. I, both of our parents are mm-hmm. musicians and music teachers, but it's just an added thing to have to coordinate and we're already coordinating eight actors while writing and marketing and producing our yeah. own show so
3: yeah and our cast is so incredibly talented Absolutely. we have six of our closest friends we'd lucked out in the friend department real bad um <laughs> and they I don't want to say they're stupid enough to say yes to our ideas, but they're <laughs> they are. they're stupid enough to say yes to our ideas, and they are so incredibly talented. And they take everything that we do and exceed our wildest expectations. So,
1: um, earlier you, you you mentioned that that this was done by lottery and that spaces were assigned. Yeah. Explain, like, because you just said the space was difficult. Were you just like given a room and then?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So when you sign up for the lottery, there are three different tiers based on um, audience size. Um, And you can sign up for as many as you want. If you get drawn in more than one, you just have to pick which one you want. And so we are in the largest size uh, tier and auditorium. And then each of those... Tears has a specific number of venues in the cities Mm -hmm. and you fill out a little form that's like, here's what my show's going to be like. Here's kind of what I might want or not want. Please don't put us in the round. Pretty much. (laughs) Um, And then they have to take it, which also the fringe, I don't know how the fringe staff does it. I don't either. They take like a weekend where they take everyone and put them in all of the different spaces and see how they can make it fit and schedule it. Um, And then, Yeah. yeah, you're just told... Your performances are these days in this space, and we don't get to see the space until until our tech rehearsal. Our tech rehearsal. We have four hours in the space Whoa. before we open, so um, we're lucky enough this year to perform on the same stage that we had last year, which makes it easier, especially because it's a thrust stage. Yeah, those are tricky. So you've got audience on. Three of the four sides, essentially.
1: And you—you you said don't put us in the round. Is that where you have an audience <laughs> all around you? Oh, all yeah. around those—that's oh.
2: like I have literal
3: nightmares <laughs> that we get assigned. <laughs> there are some shows that it could work for. Yeah, but I think a lot of our concepts would be really tricky really to would. do in the round
2: yeah there is one stage as far as i'm aware there's only one stage in the round and yeah. that's the big joke every year is like yeah. oh i can't mm. one of the questions is can you do your show in the round and you're like oh darn nope. i really couldn't oh can't <laughs> do, <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> Wow, that, that sounds like a, a coordination nightmare and, and a really cool sort of experience for yeah. both the people who can attend and, and everyone involved I feel oh, like a fight scene in that would be really cool, though. Yeah, in the round. I know, we
2: it did be, think about that.
3: Yeah, that would be, like, the only saving grace, mm-hmm. would be doing a fight scene in the round.
0: You got any uh, favorite sea shanties now?
3: Oh, man.
2: I've been singing Leave Her Johnny for, like, weeks. Yeah, our rendition of Leave Her Johnny, which we're, we have called Leave Her Bonnie... Is one of my favorite Mm -hmm. in the entire show. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some really good harmonies in there. Yeah. And I'm also really partial to our rendition of Wellerman, um, which is very different than anything anyone will probably hear. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but... um,
1: That was the one that went, like, semi-viral, like, eight months ago, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're taking a very different spin on that, and it should give you an emotional gut punch, which... Sounds weird if you know that song, but I think, I think we're going to pull it off. It is hauntingly beautiful. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Sounds awesome. We got to try and get over to this thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um... I well I was going to ask if we could like sing one but maybe we don't. <laughs> <feel like laughs> we don't want to weave. I feel like it would be great.
3: We would love to hear your favorite Ooh. sea shanties. I,
0: I don't know. I don't know a lot of sea shanties. Uh I remember when they were coming across the mm-hmm. the social media's and kind of mass mm-hmm. but um I guess the we, weather weatherman, weatherman? Wellerman. 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 Mm-hmm. I guess the Wellerman one. Yeah. Um, otherwise I saw the one that uh, Trailer Park Boys did. The I think that might be Wellerman 2 or whatever, but it was a Trailer Park Boys re, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Bubbles I'll have look it, it up. Bubbles no. was singing
1: it. <laughs> oh it was it was that same one. Um, yeah. yeah. It's like that week in the nineties where everyone liked um Gregorian chants. Oh
3: my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Mm. Next show. There we go.
1: The <laughs> whole Gregorian <laughs> chance.
3: I bet we could do that in the round. I'm sure we could. I'm we sure we
1: heard don't. it here. Get her <laughs> yeah, <around>. yeah, right. <laughs>
3: There'll
1: be uh, Gregorian fighting monks. <laughs>
3: Ooh. I don't hate that.
0: If y'all make fun of it for the next yeah, couple right. weeks, it might just happen. <laughs>
2: um, I also forgot about one of my other favorite sea shanties. It's a new one, so we couldn't put it in the show because it's not public domain. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one called Twiddles. I can't remember who oh, yeah. it's by, but it's like a, a feminist take on. Sea shanties. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's it's really
3: good. good. Um, Blow the Man Down is one that we do. That's... I mean, a couple of them. Blow the Man Down and What Do You Do with a Drunken Sailor? I feel like we sang in elementary school. For sure. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... There will be ones that people know. I wouldn't so. have
1: even considered that. I like I I guess I knew that was a sea shanty but like when you say it like I rec- I register it cuz I sang that yeah. in grade school too. Yeah. We
2: we did the same thing when we were mm-hmm. looking for sea shanties for the show. I think we saw that and we were like, "What? Oh yeah, that does work. We can yeah. do that.
3: That's in the public domain." Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And that's in the, that one's in the preview too, the little preview clip yes. that you yes. did. Yes. Yep. Cuz yeah. there's like the in in the in the clip if, if you We'll probably post a link to it in this video too, but you can see that they have that bit where the the men introduce the thing, and then the I believe the the, the pirate protagonists come out and kind of dismiss their yep, yep. introduction. Yep. <laughs> yep.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then I think we do five of our seven sea shanties during that that preview, so it's a pretty good take of of mm-hmm. what's to come.
0: Um. In getting ready for this, the Fringe Festival, are you also planning any show dates afterwards or is that sort of follow if it, if it all goes smoothly or how's that work?
3: We hope so. Yeah. Uh, I think we're just trying to get through Fringe first sure. <laughs> and then we'll, <laughs> then, we'll see, yeah, then we'll see what happens. But I mean, we did a Mankato performance of Chisago and that went really well. So I'm hoping that we'll be able to do that again for Bonnie and Reed for people who can't make it up to the cities. So
1: because then you have the thing right like you wrote this thing and you did it and now yeah. it's like there yeah it's mm-hmm. uh, i don't know it's like a sporting equipment that you bought yeah, <laughs> I, I it's like if, if, I, if i had roller blades i would I, I do have a skateboard in my closet i'm like oh I, <laughs> I should
2: probably take that out that's how i feel about all our costumes and props i'm like we can never get rid of this because what if we need it again yep You mm-hmm. like, never just, know we've got it just in case yeah <laughs> Now we have a bunch of swords.
3: Yeah. Well, one of our cast members, I don't know if you know this, uh, suggested that maybe we perform it at the Renfest.
0: Oh, that's
2: genius. Mm-hmm. Let's do it.
0: That is a cool idea. Yeah. I mean, the, the, uh, it sounds awesome. I think the pirates are pretty neat. Um, and then everybody singing sea shanties, that sounds like it could go over pretty well, too. So I think it'd be fun to see this one. Yeah. Uh, see what it could do. If we want to, how do we?
2: Let me whip out my dates. We got some weird <laughs> dates. So the Minnesota Fringe Festival runs from August fourth through the fourteenth. Um, our shows are the sixth at seven p.m., the seventh at five thirty p.m., the eighth at ten p.m., the twelfth at eight thirty p.m., and the fourteenth at one p.m. Uh, you can get tickets at Minnesota Fringe Festival. I think it's just Minnesota I was Fringe. Literally, just on the website. <laughs> well, wow. while you find that MinnesotaFringe.org. Okay. <laughs> okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're at the Rarig Thrust Stage, and yep. Rarig Center on the U of M campus.
2: Yeah, uh, tickets you can get them at minnesotafringe.org. dot mm-hmm. org. Um, you can search the shows Bonnie and Reed. Ours will pop up. You can get tickets there. Uh, you can also get tickets day of. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy.
1: What what what's on the other side of fringe? Is is there any like competitive element, or is there like awards given through, or like? What, like what, apart from the opportunity to perform is the benefit of Fringe?
3: Yeah, so there are a few awards that are given out. Uh, There are three audience pick awards where audience members get to vote on their favorite show. Three shows get that. Uh, There's a Spirit of the Fringe award that is given to usually one one show. There were two last time. We tied last time. We tied last time. (laughs) Um, And that is decided on by a committee, I believe. No, that one is also voted. Oh, that's also voted by audience. audience. Oh, okay. Of what show best encompasses the Fringe Festival. Um, And then every show, the best selling show at each venue gets a prize as well. An award, not a prize.
2: Yeah. And then there's a couple um, artists based awards artists get um passes so they can go and see shows for free since we're all up there and supporting each other Mm -hmm. and then we can vote on our favorite shows and then i believe the uh, staff oh there's either a staff or a committee that has their own as well so there's a few yeah awards yeah
0: yeah neat (laughs) cool um is there anything else that we haven't Talked about that we should get into. We got podcast. We've covered a bit of the uh, fringe festival and productions. Uh, anything y'all want to talk about? Plugs? You
1: get, you get plugs? Anyone you want to just shout out when you're up here on the internet?
2: Hmm. I don't think so. I mean, we should probably shout out Callie for getting us on here.
3: Yeah, probably. Callie's in our <laughs> cast. She's
2: incredible. If you love Callie, come see Callie. <laughs> And the rest of our cast? No, just Callie. Okay.
1: You heard it here, just Callie, the just best. Just Callie. We pick favorites here. On the yeah. Cast. yeah.
3: Don't tell the others. Well, the others didn't get us a podcast spot, so.
0: That's great. Well, we'll send them over to check out the podcast and the upcoming Fringe Festival, which is very exciting.
1: Sure. And one more time on the the links for that podcast.
2: The podcast is "You Say Bitch Like It's a Bad Thing." Our Website is usabpodcast.com. Um, and then social media is UCAB Podcast Facebook, Twitter, Instagram.
0: Cool. Awesome.
1: Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was really fun. And uh, it was awesome that there was even more than I ever imagined. To
0: talk
1: about.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for yeah, having us. Thanks.
0: Yeah.